It's 24 hours after the big upset, and we're still flying high. On today's show, we're going to look at the takeaways. What can we glean from that big win? We'll talk about it on today's episode. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Eagles Nation. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black, editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. Thank you all for making us your first listen every day. We're going to talk about that bowl game. And man, there's still tons to pull. There's tons of meat to pull off the bone here. As Boston College upsets SMU on Thursday, 23-14, knocking off a top 25 win and giving BC their first bowl win since 2016. This was a big win for a number of reasons. We went over it all with Mitch yesterday on our Thursday post-game episode. You can check that all out. But now that we've had 24 hours to marinate, to look at what we saw, what are some of the big takeaways that we can take away from this win? Well, let's start this off. I'm going to give you some takeaways, and we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get through some of these. The first thing I want to say is, I'm impressed with what we have as freshmen and underclassmen coming up over the next year. Going into this season, one of the big knocks on Jeff Halfley was his inability to bring in and develop his own guys. Even the players that have come in have mostly bet and that have been really productive have been transfers. Look at Thomas Castellanos, Kai Robichaux. You look at the defensive side of the ball. You know, in the years you've had guys like Isaiah Graham Mobley and Jaden Woodbay, they're all guys that were developed when they got here. This is the first year that I'm ending a season going, huh, BC has some real talent coming up that I'm really interested to see how they develop. And first of all, the first player I want to mention is one that I have been tough on, and I think he had an excellent game and honestly could have been one of the MVPs uh, of the bowl game. And that was Max Tucker. Now, just two weeks ago, you know, when this transfer portal, not uh, silliness started going crazy and you're getting all these defensive backs in the transfer portal. I was saying to Mitch, I'm like, this is great because that means Max Tucker will have more time to develop because he clearly did not look ready. Well, against an SMU offense that was very pass heavy when he was put into a tough situation, not only did Max Tucker look ready, but I'm excited to see what he can do next year. So I see guys like him. I see guys like Sayone Hala, who only played, I think, 23 snaps in that game. But again, makes big plays when it happens. I see Jaden Skeet. I also have saw, I saw um, Davion Crouch, a linebacker. A lot of folks are looking for linebackers. He looked good. They're, they're, you're getting all these, these transfer portal people in, which is good. But on top of that, I think the younger players, this was a big moment for them. This was a chance for them to get out there and play and, and, and get meaningful snaps, and they performed. That was what was exciting, and that's one takeaway I have. And no, I'm not going over my skis on this one. I'm saying they look good yesterday, and there's reasons to be positive about them. I'm not saying that they're going to be world beaters and that that group, you know, Max Tucker is going to be the next, you know, Josh DeBerry. That's not fair. I just want to see what he becomes. And I think that now you have guys that are coming in and you have other players that are developing. That was one big piece. 
Secondly, and I think this is a big point, BC has their, they have their identity now on offense. We know now what BC can do. And I think the next step is going to happen next year. And again, this, this, this um, dovetails with the transfer portal news, right? Thomas Castellanos had to do an awful lot on his own. He was, he was accountable for 260 yards on, on uh, Thursday. He hit Kai Robichaux definitely had a couple big plays and we saw Jaden Ski make a couple big plays as well. But what we're seeing coming in should help to kind of Eden, easen, ease the burden, excuse me, on Castellanos. The additions of Treshawn Ward and Jordan McDonald, the two running backs coming in. The additions of Bradley, you know, uh, um, Jerron Bradley from T- uh, Texas Tech and Jaden McGowan, the wide receiver from Vanderbilt. You're adding those pieces on now on top of Lewis Bond, on top of Kai show on top of Jeremiah Franklin, and, and Kamari Morales, too. Sorry, I don't want to miss him, too. You're adding all of these pieces in now that when you go next year, what the hope of this, the, the, what this defense, this offense is going to be similar to what they are doing now, but you don't have to rely on Castellanos doing literally everything to get your offense to run. Next year, you can run and you can run and you can pass. You have the ability to go out there and throw. You're going to have a six, five wide receiver that can go up and get it. You know, I, you know, I don't know what's Joseph Griffin missed the injuries, but you, you're, you have your identity and now you can build on it. You can develop that identity. That power running offense can become much more than the, just run up, run Castellanos, run Robichaux, run Castellanos, run Robichaux, throw a pass. Why are they throwing a pass? You have, you're, you're going to have that identity, but hopefully Steve Shimko and um, Rob Chazinski can develop that to the next level next year. And I think that's part of our season is what we saw here in this sort of development. Now, I, I my final takeaway, I, I want to say, is about special teams. I didn't talk about special teams, but I put it up on Eagle Insider. And I thought this was the perfect encapsulation of college football special teams because BC made some incredible plays. KP Price had himself a game. Um, And I didn't mention him with the freshman. They should have mentioned him. um, With a block kick, his second two games. On top of what he did, you had two blocked or one blocked punt, one or, or both tip punts. I don't even know if you consider them a block. You had Liam Connor kick a 45 yard field goal, but then you flip the script and I can't say special teams was great because every time they kicked off, it seemed like SMU got the ball at like the 40 yard line. You had a missed field goal. You had a missed extra point. You had Lewis Bond kick a punt almost into the hands of SMU. It was the perfect encapsulation of college football special teams because BC made some big, big plays on special teams. And and certainly if you were to put a scale up and measure, like, was it more positive? Was it more negative? It was more positive, but there were certainly, I mean, when, when Connor missed that second, uh, that extra point, I I think every Boston college fan out there is going, Oh God, is this going to come back and bite us in the butt again? And luckily it didn't. 
It didn't. But this, you know, I, I'll take that. I'll take a mixed bag with special teams because that's what college football kind of is. Like, it takes a rare team like Virginia Tech with, with their Beamer ball years to have special teams be such an asset. Usually it's a gigantic train wreck, right? And this wasn't a gigantic train wreck. It was, it was good and it had bad. And the good outweighed the bad. So in the end, it was a positive. So those are my takeaways from this bowl game. Uh, in terms of the coaching, I thought um, all in all, it worked. On defensively, I know some folks were complaining about um, the mass substitutions and stuff like that. I, that was scheme. That was purely schemed by Jeff Athley and his defense uh, to keep SMU from running tempo and, and, and running them off the field. I like that. Offensively, I just talked about it, and I thought Halfley called, called a good game. I, I liked what he did, and obviously it, it worked out. Now, there's lots, lots more we're going to have to see out of the staff before we anoint them, you know, the future of this program, like seven and six, right? We're not, we're not, we're not jumping ahead here, but feels good, right? No, in a moment, I, I did not really talk about Thomas Castellanos, but I need to. Because I want to talk about where he's at as a quarterback. I want to look at what he could become and what's his ceiling and what he needs to change to become that next level quarterback, which he seems to have in him. We'll get into all of that in just a moment. Now, your ride or die is everything to you. Passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, Roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Locked on BCAJ Black. One is, before we get into this segment, I want to welcome every one of you who have made Locked on BC your first listen every day. If you're an everydayer, thank you. I got a, I got a everydayer. I, I've had one from Europe who, who sent me a message saying, hey, I listen to you in Europe. Love it. I got a new one last night. I got an everydayer from Vietnam. Now that is cool. So we've got people all over the place. I get chart updates and someone in Belgium really likes us. So thank you all of you who have listened to Locked on BC. One last note about this. We're running up uh, our sale on Eagle Insider, 60% off. I saw a bunch of people subscribe um, after last night's episode. Thank you so much. If you have not done so already, you get Mitch's inside details. Beacon Street Ball, who is usually on our, our show each week, but we took this week off. BC Hockey Blogger, my recruiting and transfer news. It's like four bucks a month. It supports our, our work. And you get killer BC news. And with excitement going up, I'm telling you, Jeff Hathley's going to hit it hard in the transfer portal. I think he's going to have a lot of momentum going into this offseason. You do not want to miss all the news and updates that I will have up there on that. So, Notes are going to be in the show description. Make sure you sign up today before this deal sign this deal ends on January 2nd. Now, let's go. Let's talk about Thomas Castellanos, who was he accounted, as I said earlier, 260 yards, two total touchdowns himself. Um, and basically in the fourth quarter took over the game with his explosive play. I have to go back and I want to re relive that touchdown because 
I watched it again uh, on replay because I, I saw it quickly happen and I thought it something happened that didn't happen, which I thought he got hit as he was going into the end zone. And I re- rewatched it and I was like, nope, he totally juked that wide, that I think it was a safety out of his shoes and then ju- like leaped over him. Like the guy never even touched him, which was crazy. And that just showcases what kind of athleticism and ability and game-changing ability Thomas Castellanos has. He's still not a complete quarterback. I think that's safe to say. And it's only his first year. And his, he, even he has said, and Halfley has said, he's only been on this team for four months. He's only picked up the playbook and giving him a month this for this bowl to practice was big too. But now we head into a critical offseason for Thomas Castellanos. Because we, we, I feel with his ability, we are just ta- getting a taste of what he could do if he continues to develop. And that's the big question, right? Can he take that next step? Because right now, he, when he runs the ball, he's a dynamic. And as Mitch said, he had only one really bad throw against SMU yesterday. But man, that bad throw was bad, right? You're watching going, what the heck was that? He's got to be able, the big key for him, especially as we go into next season, when they play Michigan State, Florida State, Missouri, some of these better defenses that you're going to play, is how does his pass game, his or, or as Steve Adazio would say, his throw game, how does his pass game develop? Because he's... It's there. It's not like he's a, a disaster. I saw someone say, nope, Tyler Murphy was definitely a better throwing quarterback than, than Thomas Castle. No, he was not. Tyler Murphy could not throw a football accurately to save his life. Thomas Castellanos makes mistakes. Absolutely. But he's a better thrower than, than Murphy ever was. And he just needs to be able to continue to learn how to read defenses, getting on the same page with his wide receivers. I think that's that's something I've I've heard a lot of the the announcers saying, even on inter- incomplete passes with with Castellanos, is that the wide receiver seems to be in the wrong area, and they they always are like, yeah, he's on the wrong page. If you listen to some of the people who know it, right? And so, I think that's the big key. He needs to be able to develop where, you know, his, his, his decision-making, and that seems to be a big thing where, you know, cut down the, the bad throws, you know, it was only one against SMUs. That's not that bad, but he honestly didn't have to throw it that much. So that being said, like you go back to the Syracuse game and well, I think there was like six or seven he threw that needs to be cut down and, and that stuff he can learn. It's learnable stuff. He's only a first year starter. So if he goes out there, you know, he, he gets in the film room. He starts to, to develop all that stuff. He can get that. And if he does, that's exciting. Also, as I just said, just learning the playbook. Because, you know, he said it before this bowl game that, you know, he was playing by the seat of his pants. Like, he didn't know. Like, he, you couldn't teach him the full playbook that quickly uh, once he became a star. So they're kind of just improvising with him. Now that he's here, he's going to have all spring ball. He's going to have summer. He has the opportunity, and I think the opportunity is what's exciting about what Thomas Castellanos can do. On the ground, I have no qualms with what he does. If he if he just continues for the next couple of years doing what he does on the ground, he's going to be fantastic. It's that second piece of his game 
that I'm just dying to see how high he can take that. Because there's also the possibility that maybe we've seen the top end of what he can do passing. I don't think it is, but maybe that's maybe that's also a very good possibility that it, it you know he doesn't develop. But some some players don't. But he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. He's got that fire to learn and to develop. I could see him doing that. Now, in our final segment, I want to get into a transfer that happened before Christmas break uh, that I think we need to talk about and to look at what one position group BC has already drastically changed. And I think will actually be an asset heading into 2024. We'll get into that in just a moment. Prize picks is the daily fantasy sports platform in, in North America that I have had the most fun with winning up to 25 times my money, the football season. And now I can play during basketball season too. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. A league created especially for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey had a 10.5 combo at 3.5 points, 3-point made, and receptions. Want to play along some of your favorite um, celebrities like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can find them under Community Plays. Prize Picks is amazing. I love it. It's so easy to use. You go in, you make your picks. And the best part is you get paid out pretty quickly. With players and staff you're selecting, you want to make sure that you get your winning selections in as well. So go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Thank you all for listening. And if you have not done so already, please hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube if you're listening there. And if you're on a a, um, a podcast platform like Spotify or Apple uh, Music, subscribe and give us a five-star review. It does help people find our podcast. So thank you all who have uh, done that. Now, news has been going crazy, but with the holidays, some of it has not been covered here yet because, you know, as I said, I, I pre-recorded a few so I could get myself a Christmas break and not have to do this every day. I love you all, but I wanted a little bit of time with, with my family, right? Before the break happened, um, Cam Martinez, a or Cameron Martinez, a uh, Ohio State safety, announced that his verbal commitment to Boston College. Now, this is a former four-star safety um, out of Michigan who picked Ohio State over basically every other program in the country because he was, a, I think he was like 115th in the country in terms of overall ranking. He was recruited at Ohio State by Jeff Halfley. That's, he's an older player. Now, he hasn't played a ton, um, but Ohio State is stacked, so that doesn't surprise me. And they have a new defensive coordinator, so maybe he doesn't fit the bill. But it gives you a guy who is now 22, 23 to go along with a bunch of other players that they are bringing in, like Ryan Turner, his teammate from Ohio State, and Bryquise Brown from, um, sorry, from Georgia State. And so you have three transfers already uh, to add to your um, secondary. And I love what Jeff Halfley has done so far with that group because going into this bowl game i was i you know especially with um with sorry elijah jones gone you didn't know what was going to happen there you had you know 
CJ Klinskale's hitting the transfer portal. You're looking at that secondary going, what is happening here? You don't have a lot of depth. You have guys that are un, un, uh, unproven. What are you going to do? So Halfley goes out. He grabs three in the transfer portal right now. I don't think they're done yet in the secondary either. I wouldn't be surprised if they grab one more. I love this because BC now has three new transfers coming in who are not underclassmen, who Brightcrease Brown should be one of your top cornerbacks for next year. This was this was wide uh, defensive back in one for Georgia State. And yeah, I know he plays for Georgia State, but this kid was, you know, all conference. He's good. He's going to be good. And you needed to have that talent come in. Now that you add them in and you infuse it with guys that look good in this bowl game, like Max Tucker, KP Price, um, Amari Jackson, Jalen Cheek, and Cole Batson, you're all of a sudden seeing how that secondary room is going from an area of major concern to an area of relative strength. And that's good because the secondary was not good this year. They were not, uh, other than, uh, you know, Elijah Jones having that streak where he had like five interceptions, they were exposed a lot, you know, in other games other than this bowl game, right? I like where this, this, this group is going. They're getting developed guys. They're getting guys that um, maybe haven't played, but have been practicing at Ohio state. You know, you're looking at guys like Cameron Brown, uh, Martinez, and Ryan Turner. These are guys that have been covering, you know, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and all those wide receivers um, that have been in the NFL. So they have, you know, in practice have been going against it's steel sharpening steel. Yeah, maybe they aren't starting for Ohio State, but these are guys, chom- both four stars, that are chomping at the bit to get on the field. And this is going to be their chance. And that is. I think a great transfer portal message that Jeff Halfley can play. Like you don't need to go out and go get guys. No offense to Alex Washington and um, some of the um, Ivy league guys that just, it just hasn't worked, but you can go to power five programs, find these four stars that just haven't been able to get on the field because there are factories that just are, are stacked with talent and bring them in and, and coach them up and get them here. Cam Martinez. I'm very excited to see what he does. I imagine, and we'll have Mitch on to talk more about um, where these transfers are going to play, but I imagine he'll be that other safety along with Batson next year. So you have a couple guys uh, that can do that. Now, this is going to wrap up our episode. We're going to end talking about transfers. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to tell your friends about Locked on BC. We'll be back again on Monday. Hope you all have. It's it's actually, yeah, we'll be back on Monday for our New Year's episode. We'll be back again soon, so hopefully you check us out with Locked On Boston College, your team, every day.